Morning, family. How are you doing? I want to just welcome everybody that is joining us this morning from both churches, Hatfield Christian Church, Hatfield Christian Church South. It's so great to have you. I especially want to welcome all our children that I know that is in the services with their families. It's so great to have you, and uh, I trust that even for you, this service will have some value and meaning as you are worshiping with us and sharing the word with us. I also want to welcome everybody from every different part of the world that has been joining us over these weeks. It's so great to to have you with us. And uh, I want to thank you for whatever your nation is asking of you in this time, for doing it with, uh, with commitment, with, with a good sense of humor, and uh, staying safe and staying healthy. We are in lockdown here in South Africa, and I trust that everyone is um, just okay and, and doing a little bit better than even surviving, and, and that you're experiencing the Lord's grace right there in your home with you. It's such a privilege to be with you today, and I trust that as I share the word that you will be encouraged and that you will be strengthened during this time. Because, you know, whenever we encounter great difficulties as human beings, uh, specifically this kind of difficulty that is on such a vast and epic scale, it, it strips away almost all the, the peripheral stuff, all the other things that we so often rely on and, and that, we, that we pad our lives with and that it's all taken away and, and we we sort of exposed and get confronted with perhaps some of the, the fundamental deeper things of life. Perhaps even now you are wrestling with the greatest question that there may be. What is the greatest question that we can ask? That sometimes in times like this that, that comes to us and we start wondering. I think the greatest question that you can ask is why? Not why the coronavirus necessarily, although that's an important question in and of itself, but why? Why do we exist? Why is there life? Why am I alive? That's a fundamental question that I think it's often, when, throughout history, whenever you see people really struggling, they come to that question, why? Why is a very important question. You know, for us as human beings, it's a very powerful thing to understand the why about something. As soon as we have a sense of why, it's amazing how much that helps us to deal with the how. Like right now, we have all agreed and we understand the, the reason for the why, of the why of coronavirus. Why it's, it's, it is here, why we have to change lives and, and do things differently and change our behavior and our patterns. And therefore, we prepare to deal with the how. And it's just the way humans are. We want to know why. From little. From, you know, when a toddler really gets inquisitive, they start asking that why question. I mean, I can remember our children drove us mad with why, why. They want to know why all the time. It's just because it is in us. We want to know why. So I want to go with you and ask you to join me as we look a little bit about the, the, the why question of life. And as we can tackle the why so, let me ask you this why question. Why anything? Why anything? Why does anything exist? Why is there a universe? Why is there earth? Why are there humans on earth? Why am I on earth? Why do I exist? What's your answer for the why question? Children, if you are with your families, won't you... 
right now, just look at each other quickly and tell them, why, what do you think is the answer to the why, why anything question? Why does anything exist? Why don't you quickly just take a moment and just share it with each other. I'll, I'll give you a couple of seconds. It says, I'm not, I'm not testing you. It's not a right and wrong. I'm just wanting to hear. It's just for you to talk with one another. Why? Why do you think you exist? What is your purpose? If you're not with a family at the moment and you're just with your friends, you can also do the same. Just ask each other, why? Why anything? If you're on your own, it'll be great if you can just formulate uh, an answer to that question in your own mind. Why? Well, when we're confronted with that question, I'm so grateful that we can go to the Scripture. We can go to the Bible and we can go and see what the Bible says to us about what is the answer for why. Why anything exists The Bible gives us great answers to all the great questions and definitely to this great question also of why does anything exist. So let me give you just a couple of verses from the scripture that helps us understand the why question. Psalm 19 verse 1. The psalmist writes, he says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. So really what this tells us is that anything that exists, exists to glorify God. What does the word glorify mean? To glorify is to make something known. It's to, it's to lift something high so that everybody can see that thing. So that everybody can see its, its, its characteristics, its attributes. When we talk about glorifying God, it's when we extol His attributes. I mean, that's a big word, extol. It means to lift up to make known, to shine upon Him so that everybody can see the attributes of the faithfulness, of the holiness, of the mercy, of the grace, of the love, of the majesty, of the sovereignty, of the power, and of the omniscience of God. God is so amazing. And when we lift Him up, when we glorify Him, we let everybody and everything and all of creation see how beautiful and how wonderful and how good God is. To glorify God is not because we're trying to fulfill some need that God has. It's more that we need to live in a world where God is glorified. Because if God is glorified and His beauty is shown, then that becomes the the most beautiful place we can live, is if where God is glorified. So everything the Scripture tells us exists to glorify God. Why do we exist? Why does human beings exist? Why did God create humans if He created everything for His glory? What is our specific purpose in glorifying Him? Just two verses that are, or two scripture references that I want to take you to. Isaiah 43, verse 6 to 7. These will also come up on your screens. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, who I formed and made. The prophet here tells us we are made for his glory. And human beings specifically, more than any other part of creation, more than any other thing that God created, more than the animals even, more than the plants, more than the stars and the night sky that is so majestic, there's something about human beings that God put his own image upon us that puts us uniquely in a place where we have the ability to glorify God. Every one of us, we carry something of who God is because He made us. 
And we can show Him. We can show His beauty through our lives. That's why He created us. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Solomon, the wise man, writes, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. He says, after you've taken, t- looked at everything, after you've, d- after you've discussed and thought and pulled everything apart and dissected it, when you've, when you've looked at everything, if you come to the final conclusion of everything, the, the sort of the, the foundation, the basis, the, the root of everything, it's this, that we were made to keep God's commandments and to be in awe of Him, one of the other translations say. To be in awe of Him, to to look at Him and to see, wow, how amazing God is. And again, we as human beings have this unique capacity to see God and to see His beauty and to be loved by Him and to love Him in return. We have this joy of living in the glory of the Lord. So right now, what does that mean for us? Here we are in this world, in this time. How can we glorify Him? Is it possible that we can still glorify God today? You see, because the challenge that you and I have, and perhaps it's so real for us at this point in time, that we are in with the coronavirus and and the lockdown and whatever measures we are all experiencing, is God made the heavens and the earth to glorify Him. But then man fell in sin. And because of our sin, this creation has been marred. It's been broken. It is not what it may, was made to be in the first place. It's sick. It, has, it, has, it experiences death right now. Right now, we live in a world where we experience death. And that's what makes something like the coronavirus so terrible, is that it, 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 it's, it's this pandemic that comes upon us. And God never created us to experience pandemics like this. He made us for life, but now we experience death because of the brokenness of the world that is broken because of our sin. Adam and Eve right there in the Garden of Eden and every one of us. We just add to the story. Human sin and human error and and our rebellion against God that keeps on breaking this planet. So is it still possible that we can glorify God? Can we glorify God? How do I glorify God? 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 puts it in a nice little brief statement in a nutshell. Paul writes to the Corinthians and he says, So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of the Lord. Do it all for the glory of the Lord. Everything you do. And this is simply what it means to glorify God. Is to do everything I do for Him. And because I know he, he lives, because I know He is God, because I know He is good, He is powerful, and everything I do, I want to do to show how good and how glorious it is. So even while we're living in this broken world with all of its trouble, in this time where we, where we feel our humanity so keenly, our, our, our mortality, our, our, our inability to deal with these problems at this point in time, when it's so real for us, even in that space, we can look up and say, Lord, we can glorify you in everything we do. doesn't matter how old or how young you are. For the children just to say to you, you can glorify God. If everything you do, you do for the Lord, you can glorify Him. Every person, we can glorify the Lord. We can show Him. 
We can let him be seen. And this is a fantastic privilege that you and I have, that when we do things that are, that are God-like, that are of God's nature, if we love the way God loves, then we actually shine a light upon him and we let other people see his light. So therefore, in a time like this specifically, it's a great opportunity for us to, to love him and to glorify him because our light can shine bright. Can you do this? Is it possible for you to do this? Well, this is where it gets a little bit tricky in the sense that God made you to glorify him. If you want to glorify him, that's about everything that you do must be about him and for him. But here's where our challenge lies. Because we sinned, the scripture tells us in Romans 3 verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have all lost our ability to glorify God. And you know why we lost it? Because we became selfish. We've become all about us and our need and what it is that we want in life. So our focus is no longer to glorify God. Our focus is to have a good life. Our focus is no longer what, what puts God in, in, the, in the light and what makes Him live. It's what, how, what puts me in the light and what makes me live. It's no longer about how do, I, how do I tell everybody about how good God is. It's about how can I show people how good I am. And that's become our basic problem. We always make it about ourselves. We don't make it about God anymore. We make it about ourselves. Even Christian people, we must be so careful that, that we have this tendency that we want to make the story of the Bible about human salvation. Now, the story of the Bible is about human salvation, but it's not firstly about human salvation. The story of the Bible is firstly about glorifying God. Human salvation is part of glorifying God. But it's not about us firstly, it's about Him. And so even when we're in times like this, we, we, we so easily turn it into say, oh, this is so terrible of what it does for us, instead of starting to think, Lord, how do we glorify you? What is on your heart? What is on your mind? How do we serve you during this time? We so easily think of what do I need and how do I get served during a time like this the best? And that's our problem. That's our human tendency. But that's why Jesus came. Jesus came as the Son of God. And he came and lived on this planet in this brokenness, in, in the struggles and in the death of this world. He lived and yet he did not go the same way as everybody else. He loved God perfectly. He was the son of God. He was, he was God himself, but he was also a perfect man. And he loved God. He walked on this earth. He lived on this earth. He lived like in every challenge that you and I would face. The scripture says he was also challenged with those same things. But yet he loved God perfectly. He loved God with all of his heart, with all of his mind, with all of his strength. He literally did what Paul Wright wrote there in 1 Corinthians 13, where, 10 verse 31, where he said, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That's what Jesus did. And, and he came and then not only did he do that, he died on a cross for us. And next week on Friday, when we come to Good Friday, we'll talk about it a bit more. But you know that Jesus died for your sin and for my sin. So that when I come to Jesus, then he forgives my sin. Then he washes me clean so that I can be like him. Not guilty of sin anymore, but forgiven. And then he welcomes me into the family of God and says, now I'm a child of God. And then by the power of the Spirit, he starts working in me so that I start acting and living like a child of God. And then I become the one that can again glorify God because of what Jesus has done.
And that's in, in Philippians 2, verse 9 to 11. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. You and I can look at Jesus and see what it looks like to glorify the Father. Because Jesus said, everything I do, I do for the Father. And that's the same heart that is now in us. That's the same power that the Spirit of God brings in us. That every one of us says, everything in my life is about glorifying the Father. I may go through difficult times. How do I use the difficult times to say, Lord, how can I glorify you? You see, the moment I start understanding that, there's a big why that comes into my life. There's a big why that I say, why am I alive in a time like this? Why, why do I have to go through these struggles? Why do you have to go through these struggles? I don't know why this is happening at this point in time particularly. All I can say, it's related in some way to the brokenness of this world and to our sinful ways. But I am alive right now so that in this space and time, I can show who good, how good God is. I can live and through my life and through my love for Him and through my response to who God is, I can proclaim to others, God is good. And how many of you will agree with me that the world needs to know that God is good? The world needs to know right now that God is good because there's so many difficult things going on, so many struggles. There's so many people that are in, in finding things really hard but we can tell them God is good. Despite all of this going on and in the midst of all of this going on, God is good. But we can only do that because we put him first. We don't put ourselves first. We don't put our own needs, our own desires, our own fears first. We put him first. So I want to ask you, can we glorify God in this time? Right there in your home as families, the way you love one another glorifies God. The way you serve each other glorifies God. How you reach out to others during this time will glorify God. The time you spend with Him, and this is a great time where there's not so many things that, that keeps us busy. We've got time. We can spend time with God. And that glorifies Him. So I want to pray with you. And I want to, I want to trust that you will have a why in this time that carries you. A why that says in your heart, I am alive to glorify God. Now let me, now Holy Spirit help me, how do I do that? But I know why. I know why I live. I know why I, I am, what my purpose is. And they, I know each of us has specific elements to that. And we do it in different ways. But all I wanted to remind us today again was the fundamental reason why we're alive. We live to glorify Him. So I want to take you to a great prayer in the scripture as I end. Paul prays for the church in Ephesus. And in Ephesians 3, and I want you to join with me, and I'm going to read this as a prayer over us and then end with a time of prayer. In Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21, Paul says, he prays, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, 
so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be immeasurably more than all, we, that, 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 you may, yeah, sorry, that you may be filled to the, to the measure of all fullness of God. Now to him he is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine. According to his power that is, it is, is at work within us, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Why don't you take some time as we end this service and just talk with one another, with your friends or family, or if you're on your own, you're also welcome to, to connect with us on our on comment sections on the social media platforms or to send us an email to talk to us at hatfield.co.za. But can I ask you this question? Will you consider how you can make this time of the lockdown about him, not about you? What do you find the most difficult right now? What's really causing you to struggle? Can you take that to the Lord and say, Lord, how do I make this thing about you and not about me? And how do I lift up your name during this time and show others how good you are? And secondly, just a, that was one question, but secondly, what is your unique gifting and abilities that can bring pleasure to him and to others during this time? What, what special giftings and what does God give you? Every child, every, every person, God has given you something. He made you unique and special. And you've got something that you can give to glorify God and others during this time. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord be with you during this time. And may we as the bride of Christ, may we as the church glorify his name greatly during this time. Please connect with us on the social media platforms. If you listen via the radio, you also, again, talk to us at Hatfield. You're welcome to connect with us. Please remember to keep up your habits of supporting your local church with your giving. But we continue to pray for you that the Lord will bless you. Can I end in a word of prayer? Father, thank you for sharing a little bit of time together today. And I pray for every place where every person has, uh, has been part of this service. I pray that your presence will be with them in their homes, that they will feel your goodness, that they will feel your love and your grace upon them right now. I pray for your church. I pray that your church will shine during this time so that your name can be glorified. This world needs to know that you are a good, good father. And we want everybody to know that you are good because we have seen and we have tasted your goodness. We love you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.